0: As bold as lions, as bold as lions, as bold as
1: lions, as bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold As Lions podcast.
0: Well, welcome to another edition of the As Bold as Lions podcast. This is your host, Derek Charles Johnson, and with me is my wife, Corey.
1: Hello, everybody. Uh,
0: we are in episode number two, and I uh, just wanted to thank you for joining us. We're, again, just at our table here. It's evening, it's quiet, and mm-hmm. it's a good opportunity to, to just talk a little bit, and I um, before we dive into this week's podcast, I just wanted to mention a couple of housekeeping things. And if you are new to podcasts, um, I'm not sure exactly who my audience is at this point, but um, if you are new, you're not alone. Um, this whole world is, is something that's a little bit different, but it's fairly easy to navigate.
1: Yeah.
0: I um, I listen to a few different podcasts, but I'm not necessarily a, a podcast junkie or anything like that but um obviously if you're listening to this you figured it out somehow you yes. found us you, yes. you 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 are familiar enough with podcasts but um be sure to, to just share these if, if you're blessed by them um there we're now out everywhere we're on apple podcasts we're on spotify google amazon yes. pretty Asperic
1: much has been busy
0: <laughs> pretty much anywhere you, you could you could be hopefully yeah yeah But um, we got a little ahead of ourselves this week. The topic for this week's blog at daracharlesjohnson.com. We're doing this Home Fire series. Mm -hmm. Um, This week is marriage. So there's a blog that posts Wednesday. And uh, we already talked about marriage on the podcast, which is up already last week's podcast. But I wasn't anticipating that... How fast things would. Yeah, it would went work. a
1: lot smoother than a person it, it, it went, thought it would. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm used to which is like, a good thing. It's a great thing. We're used yeah. to
1: things never working out for us. <laughs> well,
0: I don't well, know. Well, you
1: know that, what I mean. Like technology.
0: Technology is not my strong suit. Yeah. And so we're gonna talk. We're gonna move forward and keep going, uh, talking about the family, kind of branching out from marriage to uh, parenting this week. But the actual blog that corresponds with this will be uh, in the following week. And so, just in case you're confused or anything like that. So, whew, okay. I um, wanted to start today with a verse that I believe is highly relevant as we talk about parenting. And, Corey, would you take that for us from the book of Deuteronomy? Yes,
1: Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates.
0: So just from that verse, I think we see that really our faith must be um, a lifestyle within yes. our homes
1: Right, lifestyle is the exact word that popped into my head yeah, as well wow, Look at us of, being hey, like-minded Kindred spirits yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Just the, the talk about, you know, <clears throat> the the things that, that they're to instruct their children You talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road Just when you're doing life, like you're talking about the things of God, of, of faith
1: Right, um, tying them into every activity
0: right yeah, incorporating them somehow into everything. I think um, you know, a lot of us can just look at our faith as maybe just a, a Sunday morning thing or a Christmas and Easter type of thing, especially right. as we, we tie into church or yeah. going to church. But really going to
1: church is the sometimes <laughs> the hardest hour of the week. I mean, as yes. far as like getting ready to go to church. Yeah. It's always
0: for families
1: so much more difficult than like getting ready to go anywhere
0: else it's, it's there's there's something mm-hmm. to that something spiritual
1: yep definitely
0: yep um, but we we see that our faith is really just something we talk about throughout the day and mm-hmm. through various seasons of life, especially right. you know with our kids like different stages of life as they're able to comprehend different things and right. you know, kind of understand different things and go so a little deeper. Go deeper as they, yeah, um, these verses from Moses tell the Israelites that their faith was everything, and it should be part of all that they do and and with kids, it should really be almost second nature for us to talk about these things, mm-hmm. so yes. again this week we're we're talking about looking at the home, looking at marriage, looking at raising kids, looking at leaving a legacy. And asking these questions, which I, I think for myself anyway, I have to come back to: what are what are really our priorities in life? What what's important? Mm-hmm. Um, and are we truly centered upon Christ? Is He the hub of the home? Is He the the center of of what we do and what we keep coming back to? And are we continually examining what what truly matters?
1: Right, viewing life in light of eternity.
0: Exactly, exactly. So this first point, as we kind of go through. The, the podcast today and tie back into the the blog. Um, just the reminder that your kids are your primary mission field, mm-hmm. and I know that I need that. I need to just realize that that's that's people that I'm directly responsible for as far as at least presenting the gospel to them, mm-hmm. sharing my faith, and saying. You know, this is this is what's important to me. This is what matters. I believe you should know about it, too. And right. so um, would you read that verse there? This is a verse that I think really overarching affects everything that we talk about here.
1: Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it.
0: So we have to look at our kids as the area we are first and foremost responsible responsible for talking about that primary mission field Mm -hmm. and how really do we do this i think we have to prioritize reading the bible with our kids and praying with them those are two like just very basic things but it can kind of seem daunting for for certain parents especially if you maybe are a little newer in your faith or you know just wondering like how do i unpack this this book right. that
1: it's a long book I mean, a, it can be overwhelming like where do you start where do you go what do you do right
0: right you can have a lot of questions as you come to the bible and say right. i don't get this there's whole chapters and whole books that i'm like i'm just gonna skip over all this because i don't really know what's going <laughs> on here but even with that we we still are are called to and commanded to i believe raise our kids in
1: right. in
0: um in the word and um, we, we should talk about the Bible with our kids, right. I think um, just recently an example of this is, is our our oldest, or I'm sorry our, our youngest boy and uh, just for sake of anonymity trying to, to leave names out. but our, our youngest son who mm-hmm. is about kindergarten age, he um, has had a lot of questions about things yes. in terms of faith. Yes. Yep. And we just had...
1: He's learning to read.
0: He's learning to read. Like he's,
1: tonight, when I was tucking him into bed, he wanted to read his Bible. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we got out, we were reading, and he picked Matthew. So we were in Matthew chapter 2, mm-hmm. and he's reading, you know, trying to read. as, And he's actually way better at it than I thought he would be because (laughs) he's a kindergartner. It's not like they're rock stars at reading yet, but
0: you know, so
1: we're in Matthew chapter two reading and he did pretty good. He went, we probably read about the first 10 verses of chapter two. Cool. So, yeah.
0: So he, but he's had a lot of questions because we, we just had a death in the family last month. My, my grandma passed away. So his great grandma Mm -hmm. and, only had met her a few times, yeah, but enough to to have a relationship and, yeah. and know her and correspond. And so he's got a lot of questions like, you know, where's grandma now? Is she in heaven? You know, all that kind of stuff. And so you just start trying to um, answer the questions, but using scripture to back up like, mm-hmm. well, this is what God, this is what the Bible says, you right. know, and, and we believe that she, she knew Jesus. She walked with the Lord. We believe that. When you die, you know you, you go to heaven and mm-hmm. you're and you're saved or however you want to you put that into words that they can understand. Right. Um. So so really, there, there's just all these opportunities if we look around and, and we're doing life with our kids. There's just stuff that that we have, you know, ways to, to share the Bible, share the gospel mm-hmm. with them in tangible ways that that they can really try to understand. And I think with that whole mission field idea, you know, we have to give the responsibility over to the Lord. Right. It's it's not us who saves our kids; it's the Holy Spirit working. Mm-hmm. But we're we're constantly laying the groundwork and giving them exposure to the gospel. Where yeah. the Bible tells us you know, that verse that you read from Proverbs: "It's when when they are will when they are old, they will not turn from it. That's it's not going to return void if if it's right. been sown in and it's rooted right. into them."
1: Yeah. I think some like real nuts and bolts ideas of ways, I mean, I'm just going to share what we do, not that we're so amazing and great at this, but (laughs) sometimes people just need an idea and they can take it or they can, you know, tweak it to whatever works best for them. But we try um, at the beginning of each year, I try to figure out like what our focus for Bible reading for our family is going to be for the following year. Yeah. And I tried to put together um, a little Bible reading plan for the year. Um, let's see. Last year we read, like, the—we have started in 1 Samuel, and we read through Esther. Yeah. Kind of some of the books of Samuel the Samuel, King's
0: Chronicle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this year we picked up in Job, and we're in Job still. So <laughs> heavy, we're doing, we're going to try and do Job, <laughs> Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. Right. This year is what our goal is for this year. Mm-hmm. And we try to read a chapter. Well, we have it set up so that it's four days. Four nights out of the week that we try yeah. to sit down and read the Bible. Because sometimes it's hard. It's hard when the boys have youth group. Mm-hmm. And youth group night's hard to have yep. have enough time after supper before youth group to sit and read the Bible as a family. And you work on some weekends and whatever. So we kind of yep. just have it set up. So it's every four, four nights a week, one chapter a night. And then we just have kind of a little rotating pattern of prayer as far as who we pray for we pray for different members of families on certain nights and different things like that or you can do whatever you want so anyway that's just a little idea Mm -hmm. of how to work it in because it's hard when you've got multiple ages of kids what to do and when you have a lot of children it's also hard to just do it one on one with each of them because in the evening especially because you kind of run out of time before bedtime to sit and do it individually with everybody so
0: it's a good way to kind of hit everybody with a a little bit of a broad brush and yeah and um and then and then we're trying to talk individually with each one of them too about things like we talked about just where they're at uh, maturity wise and things like that so um yeah so moving ahead into point number two i think this is uh just something we again you know just like saying our kids are mission field this this second point isn't necessarily earth shattering, but <laughs> just reminding ourselves that these impressionable and formidable years of their growth and development are so key. So, you know, just like when they're going to school and they're learning the basics of, of writing or right. arithmetic or whatever, you know, writing reading, writing arithmetic. Mm-hmm. Three hours. Three Rs. Um, that's old school. <laughs> um so just like that, like we're putting in the basics, the fundamentals, the foundations of the gospel, and right. then we're building upon that. Um, why don't you read that verse there again, Matthew?
1: Matthew 18, 3. Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven.
0: So uh, there's just something special about the faith of a child, yeah. I, that childlike faith, and for some reason Jesus draws that out as he's talking mm-hmm. to his his followers, his disciples, people listening to him, that really, I think it's that innocence yes. and just a certain ability to accept things just as they are, right? you know, to...
1: And just to believe too, they just, they, I mean, sometimes as adults, I think that we lose this, we, we get a small view of God, like mm-hmm. kids have such a big view of God, they yeah. truly believe God can do anything. Right. You know, yeah. where... Sometimes as adults we lose that,
0: right? Yep, yeah, I love that. And um, the older kids get, you know, in the, as they transition to, into adulthood, the more <clears throat> it seems like there's world, more worldly influence mm-hmm. in opportunities to to either reject the gospel or just kind of disconnect from right. the faith that that they maybe grew up in and grew up under. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to say I well, that was my parents' beliefs or that was my grandparents' but that's that's just not for me right. or start to pull away from church and other influences mm-hmm. you go away to college and there's just so many other distractions and things that right. that, that uh, your attention. yeah, so just the, the reminder that these years are so important to, to root in uh, a mm-hmm. system where they're, they're going to church and they're talking again getting back to that deuteronomy verse where you're talking about it all the time and it's just part of life and so Mm -hmm. for them it's like when they leave it's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna find a church or i'm gonna find a a, a on-campus organization that's um, you know christian Mm faith-based um so that they don't depart from that Mm -hmm. um just statistics that we know are out there and you can google some of this stuff you can look it up but it's, it's pretty shocking. Is just kids who, who leave the, the home without accepting Christ in those younger years. It's There's a percentage that goes down over right. time of, of them actually coming to know the Lord and, and, right. ex, and following him. So I guess just the takeaway there is exposing your kids to the gospel at mm-hmm. regular and frequent intervals all the time. Right, <laughs> right. right. Um, and I, I just felt like in saying all that, there was a need with this last point in the blog. And as we talk about today at the, the podcast, is just talking about prodigal children, lost sons and daughters who mm-hmm. um, we know that's a difficult situation for parents who are you know, following Christ, but their kids have either left the faith or have never really <laughs> determined to accept yeah. Jesus says, Lord and Savior. And um, that Luke fifteen twenty verse, if you'd read that, that's kind of our takeaway here.
1: But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him.
0: So this is the, the idea that lost sons and daughters are important to the father. Mm-hmm. We see that in the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> You know, parents often pray for years for a child to come back to the Lord. And there's just that sometimes that hopeless feeling like right. they're, they're just so far gone. Not will they ever, you know, return or, right. um, but just an encouragement, hopefully, to the parents that maybe are in that place, is to say, don't don't ever believe that your child is beyond the ability for God to save them, for mm-hmm. them to be restored and redeemed. Right. Um, I just think there's so many stories of children, <clears throat> uh, even children whose parents were just very strong in the Lord and strong in their faith. I think about the the one that always comes to mind for me is is Billy Graham and and knowing his son Franklin. Um, Franklin had a, a very kind of rebellious yeah. time of, of life and went through, I don't know if it was drugs or alcohol. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe alcohol, pretty strong drinker um, where he just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And, you know, if you're living in Billy Graham's shadow, I suppose that's, that's a long shadow to, to live up to. And, yeah. and you kind of decide maybe, maybe I don't want to go this route. Well, right. obviously somewhere at some point, Bill uh, Franklin had a change in his mm-hmm. life and, and and decide to follow the lord and <clears throat> there there's hope out there for for these people that are that are in that situation. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's resources out there for for parents who are in this position. Um I I think that there there needs to be support system if you can find one, maybe it's within your church or or some type of other ministry. Mm-hmm. But maybe just a challenge that if you're not seeing something like that, maybe that's Something you you try to start and you develop because yeah. there's people out there who have that need and who right. have who are in the same same place uh, with their kids spiritually and, mm-hmm. and just wanting to be around other parents who perhaps know what that's like. So right. who can pray for each other, lift each other up. So just a challenge to somebody if you're listening out there and you're feeling like this is uh it's hard to go this alone. I, I don't want you to have to go this alone and right. Certainly, let us know because we would love to to pray for you. Yes, definitely. So, just kind of wrapping up today, and there's so much more that a person could say about mm-hmm. the home when we're talking about parenting. We're just it feels like we're barely scratching the surface, but trying to just yeah. leave you some just real tangible things that are hopefully helpful. Hopefully, it's just a reminder if you're already doing this that you're. Keep going. Like yeah. don't quit. This is right. important. And um It's a
1: marathon, not a sprint.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, just a reminder that that kids, you know in the end they have to make the faith their own. They have to decide to follow mm-hmm. Christ if they want to. Right. We can we can lay all the groundwork of the foundation. You know, I want my kids to follow Jesus, but I know they have to determine for themselves if they will choose to believe him after they're older and and they're on their own. They've moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own free will. It's it's human nature. They they're able to decide to to either serve the Lord. Kind of that verse that's yeah. in Joshua that we mentioned last week. Yeah. With choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and right. my house, yes. we will serve the God among. of the Ammonites. <laughs> yes. The yes. Mm-hmm. So, just as parents, I think we often have to to let go and let God. Um, but even still, we we pray over our kids and their future. Mm-hmm. Think yeah. about things that we pray for their their future jobs and yep. their education leading up to that. Their future mm-hmm. spouse. Mm-hmm. I pray for that a lot. We pray for that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, you know their own family and the grandkids that mm-hmm. we may have someday, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. So, uh, we just we thank you guys so much for for listening once again. Yeah. And we are just blessed to be able to do this. Hopefully it's a blessing to you to, to listen and, and just uh, join us at our table like we've been doing these last couple of weeks. It's kind of fun to, to just yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. And uh, next time we're going to wrap up this series of Home Fires podcasts with just talking about leaving a legacy. So we're excited about doing that. And I uh, hope you'll be able to join us again. Until then, have a great day. God bless. Hey, guys. This is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lines podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.